Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone, and you're watching the Super Fantasy Bros Podcast. One hour of commercial-free podcasting starts now. Enjoy the show. Seven weeks in to the NFL season. We are officially halfway through the fantasy regular season in most leagues. Uh, it's pretty scary to say, but this is truly time to make your moves even if some minor adjustments for the playoffs or some major moves to shake things up, don't be afraid to pull the trigger on something right now. Uh, but in this episode, I mean, it's pretty much the standard at this point. We got some calmer chaos, trust your bust, trade targets, and a preview of this week's Thursday night game. So let's get right into it. And of course, some trivia with Q. Don't forget that. So let's start. Calmer chaos, Patrick Mahomes. 7.74 points, 206 yards, six carries for 35 yards, but he did have two turnovers and no touchdowns. Is this chaos for Mahomes already? Shout out to Q for calling this. I'm just yeah, before you, the season started, he said that the Chiefs aren't what they used to be. What what do you mean already? Like it's been seven weeks and they've just been getting worse and worse, I think. Well, we're talking about the quarterback. Well, yeah, he's, he's gotten worse and worse. Did he, still, he was he, number one. Is he so still number one? He might still be number one no he's number five i think ew he was Damn. one i swear this he was, was one his, like this was his first week without a touchdown every other week since 2019 yeah every other week he's had at least two touchdowns obviously the turnovers are a bit concerning um yeah. but i mean he's pretty much has to do everything right now his defense is awful so he's trying to extend plays even longer he's making some poor decisions when trying to extend those plays so he doesn't look like the same easygoing quarterback he has been like just slinging it with no effort um it looks like he's having to try a lot harder obviously so the injury obviously took away a little bit of time to play in that game as well maybe he would have threw a late game touchdown but either way i think you have to stay calm heading into a matchup against the giants come on it's Mahomes. right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on the other hand though sam darnold 2.44 points 111 yards and a one interception no touchdowns top 12 baby Chaos. Chaos. Sam Darnold no longer top 12. Not even You heard it, it from Matt first. He lost he it. That's three straight games under 20 points. I mean, this offense just seems to get worse and worse every week. So, the only startable player right now, aside from DJ Moore, is probably Tuba. Other than that, avoid him. Yeah. I pretty much completely agree there. It's, it's the Sam Darnold collapse. Bold. The same Donald that we know. Can yeah. you drop him? Yeah, hundred percent. All right, bet. He's QB fifteen on the year, so like he was pretty solid for those first four weeks. But the last three against favorable matchups, this bad is rough. Getting benched yeah. is like getting benched. He's averaged one hundred and sixty-five yards passing this past three weeks. Yeah, bad. Would I be shocked if he bounces back against the Falcons secondary? No, but I'm not trusting him anywhere near my lineup until I see <laughs> a little bit more consistency. So. Stay away for now. Uh, let's move on to some running backs. Antonio Gibson, 7.6 points. Uh, he had 51 yards on 14 carries, and then he had two catches on two targets for five yards. So is this Comer Chaos for Gibson? I think this is twice in a row we've talked about him on this episode. In Comer Chaos. It's a little bit chaotic for my man. I'm going to say it's Chaos, always, too. Yeah, it's, he's always dealing with an injury now, I yeah. It's hard to use that against him, but at the same time, he's playing with it. So, like, if you're going to play with it, we have to judge you off of that. And yeah. it's not looking too good. Yeah, it's pretty much chaos right now. I mean, 
I don't blame you if you have to start him again this week um, because running backs are pretty scarce all around and he has a chance to fall face first in the end zone. But uh, 42% of the snaps this week, 39% last week, obviously the shins dealing, hurting him a little bit. Does get a buy in week nine though. So maybe he can kind of heal up a little bit, be ready to go for week 10 and the rest of the season. But I don't know, man, it's chaos right now. It's really tough to start him in your lineup confidently. Mike Davis, <laughs> one point, four carries for 10 yards. And he's still playing like the majority of the snaps. So I don't know. Don't they're just, they just don't even use him. 60% of the snaps, four carries for 10 yards. Call him a chaos. 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 This is what I expected in the beginning of the season out of the Falcons offense, dude. I expected Matt Ryan to just be slinging it to Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley, Pitts. And, we and saw, now Patterson. And now Patterson. This Mike Davis is over. Yeah, he's done for. Yeah, I don't he's, get it at all. But, I mean, I, I like he had 10-plus points in his first five weeks, got a bye week, and then comes back, plays about the same amount of snaps, and then gets four touches. So I wouldn't be shocked if he bounces back, but, bro, can't trust him. Mm-mm. It's going to be hard to, especially with that defense. The Falcons can fall behind in any game, and if that's the case, he's just irrelevant. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, Exactly. Do not trust Mike Davis right now. It's chaos. Uh, Alex Collins, 5.4 points. Uh, He did have 16 carries, so the volume was good, but only 35 yards, and then one catch on one target for nine yards. This is the Alex Collins I know. The biggest (laughs) bust there ever was. Two yards per carry. That game was, like, terrible as it is. It was raining, so maybe it would have helped, but he was injured going into the game. Uh uh, yeah, but this is typical Alex Collins. Yeah, and Rashad Penny's back. So, at best, it's going to be a timeshare, and you know how we all feel about timeshares. It's never good unless you're the Browns or the but, yeah. Lions on occasion. But When it's two bad running backs like this, yeah. <laughs> no not bueno. attractive. I think it's absolute chaos for me. I would not trust him whatsoever. Absolute chaos. The snap share, Alex Collins, 39%. Penny, 36%. Travis Homer got 21%. DJ Dallas got 2%. So They should use DJ Dallas more, I'm telling you. He's good. (laughs) He he actually showed some flashes last year, so maybe he'll get a shot eventually. But right now, I wouldn't touch any of those guys. Damian Williams, running back for the Bears, got activated from the COVID list because he was unvaccinated. It took a little bit longer. Um, 1.8 points, three rushes for five yards, one catch on one target for three yards. Calmer chaos. Ugliness. Chaos. Yep. Chaos. If it ain't chaos for a man that only played 10 snaps, then I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. It's chaos. Don't really need to get into this one too much. It's obvious. He's definitely droppable right now. Uh, let's get into some wide receivers. Um, not too many, honestly, which is a good thing. Uh, but let's get into them. Well, let's be fair. Not too many that we don't talk about every single week, like Allen Robinson, Brandon Ayuk. We know those are chaos at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but starting off with Brandon Cooks, 7.1 points, five, five catches on seven targets for 21 yards. Calm or chaos for Cooks? Um, I'm still staying calm too because yeah, Tyrod will be back. Tyrod's coming back. Maybe this I mean, week. He's still seeing all these targets. By far the most targeted receiver on that team. And the offense literally goes through him. So, yep. Got to stay calm on Brandon Cooks right now. 
like seven targets is a good amount of volume. You really cannot complain. Obviously the yardage is very ugly, but that's the worst yardage he's had all season. So I think he'll be fine. Yep. Uh, Tyler Lockett again on this list, 3.2 points, two catches on three targets for 12 yards. Where did he go? I don't get it. Where did he go? (laughs) I don't get it. Like, why can't he just get just one of those plays, man? They're not even doing it at this point. (laughs) They're not doing it. They're they're not not doing anything. They're not even trying to. Geno Smith is terrible. I mean, that whole game was awful for the Seahawks offense. They could not even move the ball an inch. So maybe it was a little bit more fluky, but Saints do tend to show up a little bit better. Maybe against the Jags. He can do something this week. He has Hope. one double double digit fantasy performance since the first two weeks, and it was ten. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw you can't trust him right now. Don't saw, start him until we see Russ back. I would. Geno Smith that passed the DK went for eighty four yards, and for the rest of the game, he only threw for eighty four more yards for the remaining four quarters. Yep. Terrible. Remaining. That was four. pretty much. Well. Like the after the touchdown, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DK Metcalf saved his day with that long touchdown. Tyler Lockett can't start him, put him on your bench. Uh, Julio Jones, 5.8 points, two catches on four targets for 38 yards. What is up with apparently still a top five wide receiver in the league? Q, he's sleeping. He's I mean, he's probably still injured, well, he's always injured, so I guess it's not an excuse. I don't know. AJ Brown's back. He's more of like a decoy to, to, he's more of a decoy now. I like make AJ Brown show that he is elite. Yeah. He's still got to be dealing with something. He's, he hasn't played more than 66% of the snaps since the injury. So 50% week three before getting hurt, 66 in week six. And then this week, 43%. So even less. Obviously, they didn't need to throw that much towards the end of the game, but. He's not on the field for half the game. Obviously, that takes away some of his value. We'll see if he can get healthier, but leave him on your bench for now. Cannot trust Julio. Uh, last one here for calm or chaos, Odell Beckham Jr., 4.3 points, two catches, um, six targets for 23 yards. Chaos. Wash. Throw him chaos. away. Drop. Yeah, get him out of here. No, don't drop him, but definitely don't start him. Yeah. I'd easily rather drop A-Rob. Oh, yeah, yeah, clearly. A-Rob's been bad. Odell's pushing it, though. Odell is definitely on that borderline where, like, people are maybe considering it at this point. If he didn't have the name Odell Beckham, he didn't catch that pass in 2013, 2014. <laughs> I mean, dude, what do you do with this guy? Like, he would clearly be pretty much waiver bait based on his numbers. So, it's the name that's holding on. It's the the targets are still somewhat there as well. He's got at least six targets in four or five games. Um which is a good thing, but it's just not amounting to that many fantasy points. So we'll see how the Browns offense progresses, but leave OBJ on your bench. Let's get into some trust or bust, starting with some quarterbacks. Tua Tagovailoa, 34.54 points. 219 yards passing, so not that many, but he did throw four touchdowns, uh, two interceptions, and then carried the ball for an additional 29 yards. He's Trust on or bust. He's on the Joe Burrow Almost. type shit. Or like Almost. he had, he's just throwing a bunch, so obviously his numbers will be all right, but he might not even be on the Dolphins in a week. Yeah, maybe true. Not. He is on the block, but I think NFL really? trades are more rare, especially blockbusters like that. Yeah, and if he. 
is still on this team. I mean, if he can have a fairly good game coming off of this two very good performances against crappy teams, if he can do it against the Bills, no, I'll trust him. No way. I was going to say I'll trust him for the rest of the season except for this week. If he can do it against the Bills, then he is a Then he's starter. elite. Well, yeah. doing it, anyone doing it against the Bills right now is pretty pretty rare. So I'm not trusting him this week whatsoever. But hell no, his matchups coming up. He's got Houston, uh, Baltimore's a little bit scary. Uh, the Jets, Carolina, the Giants, the Jets again. So he's got some favorable matchups coming up that you might be able to plug and play him, or at least hold him on your bench and maybe trade him away to someone who's in need of a quarterback. So it's wild because they literally played the Dolphins like, I mean the the Bills like four weeks ago. And his that he played that game except he got hurt I think because he only had point five points. Yeah, yeah, it was like very early in the game. He played like twelve percent of the snaps, and then Brissett came in. So Tua, I think you can trust is just not this week. Uh, Joe Burrow though, as Q already hinted at, thirty two point six four points, uh, twenty three of thirty eight, four hundred sixteen yards, three touchdowns, only one pick. Trust or bust here for Burrow at this point. Trust. Big trust. I think you got trust. I did not ever think I'd say that. I trust Joe Burrow. He has one game under 23 fantasy points this year. Yeah, and that was week two. So you got to trust him right now. The weapons are too too elite. Jamar Chase has put him up another level. It's kind of hidden the fact that the O-line is still pretty bad. So Jamar Chase. Still getting it done. He can he can literally just throw it up to Jamar yeah. Chase and he'll make things happen. So and their upcoming schedule looks nice too. They get the Jets, the Browns, which is iffy. Then they get a bye, and then the Raiders and the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, they got some favorable matchups. Joe Burrow should be locked in as a QB one right now. Keep rolling them out there. Uh, Mac Jones, twenty six point one eight points, three hundred and seven yards, two touchdowns, added nineteen yards on the ground. They played the Jets. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it either. One game over 20 points, dude. Right. He's got four games under 17. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got two games over 20. He's got 18 and three of the last four. So, maybe. I'm not buying it. Nah. Yeah, not I'm not buying, buying it either. Bust. 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 Mac Jones. Don't trust him. Too risky. Not enough upside in that Patriots offense. Uh, but last quarterback here, Carson Wentz, 24.3 points, only 150 yards, only passed the ball 26 times. Uh, obviously, it was some heavy rain going on, but he did uh, throw two touchdowns, ran for additional 23 yards, and got another touchdown with only one fumble as the turnover. And I think he threw a pick, too. I don't know, I don't know what that was. It was he the did. ugliest pick ever. <laughs> he did. Yeah, super ugly. But trust or bust here for Wentz. He's not, like, lighting it up like a QB1, but – He's at 21 plus in the last four weeks, and his schedule isn't getting any harder. Uh, I think he's definitely trustable. He's getting healthier, and his offense looks like they can move the ball. T.Y. Hilton's coming back this week. Yeah. No reason not to trust him right now. Yeah. yeah. Q, you got him pulled up right there. How many turnovers does he have on the year? He has two, and his last one was week one. I believe he has four. What? Four. Oh, oh well, interceptions. He has four. Interceptions, Four two. turnovers. And I mean, he's protecting the ball. He's being productive with it, so I can get that, behind Carson Wentz. That, that wild Wait. pass last night was considered a fumble. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I, it was right. Never mind. Yeah, that's so weird. It's interesting. Anyways, 
yeah, he's fumbled three times through one pick, so four turnovers, which honestly is pretty solid. Um, I think he's the perfect bench slash bye week filling quarterback right now. Like easy yeah. matchups coming up, not the highest ceiling right now. Um, they're obviously a team that wants to run the ball first, but he, if you need 20 points, plug him in your lineup. He might be able to get you that in most cases. Uh, let's keep it rolling with some running backs. So we're going to do this a little bit rapid fire because we had a lot of running backs put up some points. So let's start with Damian Harris, 25.3 points, 106 yards rushing and two touchdowns with two catches for seven yards. Trust or bust? Trust and trust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought That's this would be a trap games with 100 plus yards. I thought it'd be a trap game for him because of the Jets, but he did play well. Yeah. Trust in Damian Harris. Uh, Khalil Herbert, 18.3 points, 18 carries for 100 yards, and five catches on five targets for 33 more yards. Trust. Until, yeah, until Montgomery comes back, you can definitely plug him in every week. Yep. That's yep. his backfield. Like I said, Damian Williams only played 10 snaps. Yep. I think he's completely solidified himself as the RB1 there. Trust him until Amante is back. Uh, Javante Williams, 17.2 points, only four carries for 20 yards, but did have six catches on seven targets for 32 yards and a touchdown. Go ahead, trust. Go ahead, Sean. I'm trusting him. I'm trusting him. I mean, I'm happy to see it, but it didn't change anything. I mean, he got the touchdown. Every other week before this, he did not get the touchdown except for week three. So I'm trusting him, but I'm also still trusting Melvin Gordon just as much. They, they're literally splitting so close. It's insane. I think they have like very similar carry numbers, receiving numbers, um, amount of touches in general. So you can trust both as like low-end RB2s. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 16.9 points, 14 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown, three catches on three targets as well. Trust or bust? No, I'm trusting. Two weeks I'm, in a row? As soon as Gruden left, dude. And Josh Jacobs hurt just didn't like him or something i don't know i don't know but since he left he's been going off is it a coincidence we'll find out we shall see jacobs also did get banged up in this one for a little bit a brief period of time so he was out for the rest of the game wasn't he yeah then even even worse can you drink 39 yeah i know he hurt his chest so they're they're on a bye this week though jacobs might be able to be back for week nine but yeah trust Kenyon drake for now as like a flex Eli Mitchell, 16.7 points, 18 carries for 107 yards and a touchdown. Trust or bust here for Eli? I'm trusting. Mm-hmm. Trusting more than the rest of them. Yeah, sure. I'm trusting too. And I think even when Jeff Wilson comes back, I think they, they know what yeah, they have in he, Eli Mitchell. Yeah, he's Eli running Mitchell away show. with the job. Yeah. About hasty. So, nah. It's the Eli Mitchell show. Uh, Trey Sermon, all those other guys, I think they're just going to mix in here and there. Uh, Michael Carter, 16.4 points, 37 rushing yards, eight catches on nine targets for 67 yards, uh, but did fumble once. Trust or bust here for Carter? I like I'm not, Michael Carter. I'm not trusting. I'm not. The two He's weeks before the, the two weeks before oh never mind. You know what? I don't even want to say it because you can't take away touchdowns. So I'm not I'm not even gonna go there. The nine catches were or the nine targets were fluky. There's no question about that. He's not doing that every week. But not every week, but if he's wait. getting like what do we I'm Joe Flacco, dump off dump King. O- okay, all right. You know what? I still see too much of Ty Johnson to fully trust Michael Carter. Michael Carter played 72% of the snaps, so I think I'm leaning towards <laughs> trust, but still a lot of risk starting <laughs> any Jets. shot you down. <laughs> that was the most he's played all season. Before that, it was 52, so. Trust-ish? Trust-ish. Mm. So hard to trust a Jet. 
Yeah, that's, that's the only so thing. so hard, dude. Don't do it. Don't fall for the – just don't, yeah. don't do it. Very risky flex slash at worst RB2 play if you got to buy. Uh, Devontae Booker, 14.6 points, 51 rushing yards, touchdown, two catches, 15 yards. If Saquon's out again, do you trust him in your lineup? I guess. Yeah. Why what? not? Why not? I'm trusting. He's all right. He's, he's, he gets he's the job done. done. All right. Yeah. All right. You know what? Yeah, go ahead. Go. Trust him. Trust him. Keep talking Saquon about Michael out. Carter. <laughs> trust ish. All right. Samaj P. Ryan, 14.5 points, 11 carries for 52 yards, did find the end zone, and one catch for 23 yards. Trust or bust? I'm not trusting. Not trusting, but he is involved. Sean's yeah. probably trusting. No, not trusting Smash <laughs> Piran. I think Mixon does get more of the workload back over towards him. Yeah. Uh, but Piran did get a decent amount of work, so definitely something to keep an eye on. But bust for now. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, 14.1 points, five carries for 20 yards, uh, four catches on eight targets for 41 yards and a touchdown. He did fumble, though. Trust or bust while Sanders may be out. Trust. Trust. Any yes. trust for Boston Scott? Nah. Mm, nah. I mean, <laughs> Gamewell was almost trustable when Sanders yeah. was healthy and playing. So he's going to be like the hottest name on waivers this week for sure. Yeah, 100%. I think you got to trust Gamewell right now. He, just because Sanders is out, I think he's going to get more of that workload. And they don't run the ball much, but he's the better receiving back too, so. Uh, last one for running backs, Devonta Freeman, 12.9 points, four carries for 14 yards and a touchdown, added three catches for 25 yards, trust or bust? Bust. Bust. Big time bust. Do not trust him whatsoever. He still only played 40% of the snaps. They're going into a bye. Latavius will be back. Don't trust. All right, let's continue. Uh, go a little bit more in-depth on these last few guys here. Uh, going into some wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne, 17.8 points. Four catches on four targets uh, for 68 yards and had a passing touchdown. It's the most fluky shit I ever heard of. I agree. But his numbers I'm have not. been all right. Yeah, but there's way too many mouths to feed on that offense for him to get a consistent role. I can't trust. Yeah, it's really tough to trust someone that has, I think, nine targets over the last three games, averaging three a game. Um, he's not playing all the snaps. He's kind of like the third wide receiver there after Aguilar and uh, Myers. So trust it ish. Not really. I think I'd still say bust. Can't Fine trust with me. Kendrick Bourne right now. But if you want to add him speculatively, sure, go ahead. Uh, Khalif Raymond, 17.6 points, six catches on eight targets, 115 yards. And then he also had a one yard rush. Trust or bust. Bus. Boomer bus. Boomer bus, bus is better. I think I'm trusting. Oh. Not like a, a solid player. Like, I'm going to add him to my trust. bench and be a bi week fill in. That's, that's what, a that's trust, trust, but him. you like watch your back when they're around. Yeah. Four out of the last five games, he's had six targets and he's had 9.7 or more fantasy points, including games of 17 and 19. So he's involved. Well, like, more involved than uh, St. Brown. He didn't even get a target last week. Yeah, St. Brown disappeared. Williams coming back? He's still on IR. Something to monitor if you do pick up Raymond, but he's wide receiver 40 on the season. I think he's worth a spot on your bench as a bye week fill-in wide receiver. Definitely not someone I'm trusting on a weekly basis as my flex, though. No way. I forgot about Tyro Williams. 
Yeah, he still exists somewhere. I somewhere think he's he's probably missed more games than he's played. Yeah, he's always hurt, dude. Which sucks. Because he actually does have some talent. Dude, do you remember the one year he like played like every position? Yeah. That he was, was he, wild. Yeah, he was wilding out. Uh Alan Lazard, 17 points, five catches on six targets, 60 yards and a touchdown. Well, we know he's not going to be playing this Thursday. Is he still someone you might be able to trust for the future or not? Worth the mm. bench spot. I'm not trusting him. I'm yeah. not starting him or anything. This Even would have been the week. weeks. It's too like he's too way too risky. Yeah, this definitely would have been the week. Q. You really hoped that he was able to play this week, but obviously, being unvaccinated, close contact, unable to play this week, so he's ruled out. Lazard, though, if you still want to add him to your bench, I think he's worth a flyer. He's getting some more involvement, and he is still this like the second most. Uh, snaps out of the wide receivers on that team. So, yeah. Was it Terrell Pryor that played those different positions that one year? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's Pryor who it was. was. That's you who said Tyrell was. Williams. I was like, oh, why didn't you say anything, that. dude? I, I just looked it up and I was like, wait, been right. wait. I was like, I don't think, I don't. I remember, remember Tyrell Williams doing a lot positions. for the Raiders that one year. Like, he was kind of relevant. He was actually pretty nice on the Chargers, too. But yeah, Terrell Pryor, that was my boy. Remember, he had a 98 yard touchdown run. Yeah. <laughs> for 15 fantasy points and then finish the day with 14 fantasy points after that. <laughs> I started it. I remember. Still mad about it. All right. Uh, Russell Gage is the last wide receiver. 16.7 points, four catches for 67 yards on six targets and found the end zone. Is Gage back or are we trusting? I'm like trusting. It. His first game back, he saw six targets. I mean, clearly Kyle Ridley and Kyle Pitts are going to get theirs, but that's a nice third option on that offense. And he's going to see a lot of like opportunity with defenses focused on the top two receivers. So yeah, you like that everyone ate and he was still yeah. able to get in over 15 points. This yeah. is what I've been expecting. I this love is what it. we all really wanted. We really wanted to see Gage kind of uh, solidify his role here as the wide receiver too. Obviously getting hurt did not help that, but yeah, I think you could trust him right now. Matt, he already has more touchdowns than Jacoby Myers. I was going to say that. I was like, <laughs> Which you know, is insane. not even say it. Yeah, Jacoby Myers, please find the end zone soon. Fantasy owners would greatly appreciate it. Uh, let's get into some tight ends before we get into some trade targets. CJ Uzama, 26.1 points, three catches on three targets, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Trust or bust here for CJ. Ain't no trust in this guy. It's hard to trust, but like the offense is so good, and like we we know Uzama's name that's not trustworthy, but like things can change, and Jer- Burrow could be putting some relevancy to a lot of these guys' names. I still think he's big play touchdown dependent. Yeah, he has four games under five fantasy points. <laughs> that's yeah, not trustworthy. At he's all. like the most boomer bust, and he has eight targets in the last three weeks. He has one game with more than three targets. He's just not evolved enough as a receiver to like fully trust, but two big games with 26, 24 points, obviously is pretty attractive, but I just don't see it being something consistent. He might have another one of those games this year. Good luck finding which game it's going to be. Whenever Cass feels it that coming. Yeah. You just got to ask Cass. He called this game somehow. Very <laughs> insane thing to call, but he called it. Uh, Robert Tunyon, Matt, your boy, 16.3 points, four catches on five targets, 63 yards, and a touchdown with Devontae Adams in the lineup. Trust or bust right now? 
Trust in this week. This week, roll them out there if you're suffering from a bye week with one of your tight ends. But other than that, after this week, he's going right back down to three targets a game. <laughs> you get lucky if he catches one of them for like nine yards. I'm staying away from Robert Tunyon after this week. Yeah. Trust him this week. He's going to be involved. Bust rest of the week's touchdown dependent tight end. Zach Ertz, Cardinals debut, 16 points, three catches on five targets, 66 yards and a touchdown and his longest career touchdown as well. Uh, and also added a rush for four yards. Uh-huh. Doing a lot for the Cardinals in his first game. Trust or bust here for Ertz. Big nice. trust. Al- almost had two touchdowns, but he ran the wrong way on one of the routes, which he told like, or like later on that he made a mistake. But he did fumble on the goal line. Well, yeah, team. but two touchdowns. That would have been unreal. Yeah, I think you got to trust him. He only played half the snaps, so obviously they're going to continue to get him up to speed on that offense. Zach Ertz is definitely going to be relevant. Obviously, yeah. there's going to be some games where it's A.J. Green and Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore, but this offense is explosive. I think there's plenty to go around for Ertz to find some value here. Yeah, it was and I like that he saw five targets in his first game there. Yeah. It was already shown ex- they want to get him. Involved. It was expected because Max Williams was gaining some relevancy, and when have we ever talked about him being good in fantasy? So Zach Ertz a million times better than him. It's going to definitely do better. I'd also like to add that he wore the Eagles bracelet, and that, that broke me. Very sad. Yeah, he wore Sucks it during the game, go. dude. Like what? Like, I I like seeing him in this opportunity though. Instead of having to split targets and whatnot, with Dallas Goddard here in Philly, I like to see him back as a the number one tight end option for a team, especially I'm on a contender. So uh-huh. happy for Zach Ertz, fantasy relevant as well. Trust him. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, eleven point five points, three catches on three targets, twenty five yards, and a touchdown. Trust or bust. Bust. I just want to hear Sean say, I want to hear Sean. I want to hear everything from Sean right now. Low key, obviously touchdown dependent, but he's like the number one red zone target on the on the Colts after Jonathan Taylor. So trust if you need a bye week fill in. I can't fully trust him though. Just not enough volume, not enough like usage. But when they're in the red zone, he's got a shot at a touchdown pretty much any week. So if you need six to 10 points most weeks, six to 12, Moali Cox. At least Mo he's not Cox. competing with like Jack Doyle. So, yeah, it's pretty much him as the best tight end option, but it's still not pretty. You want to see it like him get more involved, like get up to like four or five targets a game, maybe six, um, get some more receptions. He has no more than three catches in any game this year. So, but four touchdowns in four games. Yeah, four touchdowns in four games is nice. Two and one of them. And, one and one in at least one in the last two weeks. So red zone machine, but still touchdown dependent. If you do start him, be aware that you might get two catches for like 15 yards. Well, that's the risk you run with any tight end outside the top three. Yeah, pretty much. So Marley Cox kind of trust. Yeah, I guess. All right, let's get into some trade targets. Buy low and sell high. Q, start us off. Who's your buy low? Who's your sell high? What do you got for us? Ilo, unfortunately, DJ Moore, he, the last three weeks, unlike the, like the whole Panthers offense, he's had his three worst performances. Uh, obviously, he can bounce back. Robbie Anderson still somehow gaining, getting like millions of targets, no production. So I don't think he's a threat. But uh, Sam Darnold is hurting DJ Moore's value a lot. And uh, so high, we just talked about him, Zach Ertz. He did have a good first game, but... 
Um, I do think he's still one of like the maybe like the fourth option on the team outside of all the receivers. The offense is high powered, so he will get his, but I don't know how much you could trust it. Uh, I'm kind of reaching again. Just because of bye week, I, I have to go off all these, like the small amount of players I've played. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still think he's a pretty decent sell high, just considering like he's going to have some games where he's not going to be that involved. This offense has so many weapons. Any week, Rondell Moore can catch five passes for 100 yards and a touchdown, or AJ Green, obviously. We've seen it with Christian Kirk consistently now, two running backs as well. Yeah, Ertz, I saw that. Ertz will have some weeks. We I saw the Cardinals run lots of four wide receiver sets. So I don't know how often Ertz will be out there with all of that. Yeah, we'll see how he continues to evolve in the offense. But if you have another tight end already, you can definitely sell high on Ertz. See you guys, what do you got? All right. For my buy low, his name is David Montgomery. Through the first four weeks, he was RB11. My guy. He, bro, I didn't think he was going to be that good, but he's good. And he'll be back in a few weeks. If you're in, if you find someone in like win now mode and they got him on IR, try and it, see. See, Sean was already talking to me about a trade. Swing him, Sean. Swing Monty right now. Well, I don't know how low I'm selling him, but I, I, I'm getting close to but you really gotta win. big you gotta win, win now. now. You got to win now. I can afford maybe one or two more losses, but it's getting scary. Ooh. Okay. That is um, scary. Am I so high? Chris Godwin, this past week, 11 targets, eight receptions, 111 yards, one touchdown, 25 fantasy points, currently wide receiver 13. Sounds great. That was without A.B. and Gronk. They'll be back. Godwin, I'm not so sure that he's... Fade him. I'm not so sure he's the number two option there. It might be A.B. I don't know. Like I, I'm, I. Some people really love Godwin, and like I, I, I just think Brady likes AB more. But anyway, Godwin's wide receiver thirteen right now. But before this big game, he was wide receiver twenty two. So like, he's, you know, if you can get like a low end wide receiver one form, or maybe you need a running back. I don't know. But if whatever you can get for Chris Godwin, I'd do it because I think he's at his highest right now. He might even be higher next week, just because. Mike Evans gets Marshawn Lattimore. That, I was thinking that too. I was thinking that. Yeah, we might have one more good week. You might even sell me. AB might be back. He might be back. AB might be back though. Yeah, you're right. All right, Matt, what do you got for us? Buy low, so high. First off, just don't sleep too much on Chris Godwin. No, I'm not saying he's bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just saying, like, I, I don't. I see what you're saying. All right, all right. I understand, but less volatility out there. Yeah, my buy low is someone who we haven't really talked about too much is uh, T. Higgins. It's kind of like falling under the fantasy radar a little bit with Jamar Chase breaking out and all that, but don't let it fool you. I mean, he's only averaging 10 points since coming back from injury, but he saw 15 targets last week. And it gets overshadowed by uh, Jamar Chase going off for two touchdowns, however many yards he had. But T. Higgins is going to steadily be involved in this offense, and they throw a ton. So I like T. Higgins a lot. I don't think that Jamar Chase keeps this kind of production up. I do think he will be good for the rest of the year, but I feel like T. Higgins definitely comes and gets his. And my sell high, (laughs) get whatever you can for him, Robert (laughs) Tunyon. Had his best game of the year. 
this past week. I mean, you could sell him on this upcoming week even. They have no receivers. He's going to be heavily involved. So someone who has their tight end on a bye week, addition to them, get a nice little bench stash or someone you might potentially start. And hopefully you could just get that virus off your team. Yeah, definitely. Agree with that there. I'll finish this up here. My buy low is Tyler Lockett. Now look, Tyler Lockett's value is at an all-time low. And the only way I'm buying low on Tyler Lockett is if I'm a playoff team right now. If I'm sitting at at least four and three, maybe five and two or six and one or even seven and no, and Tyler Lockett's out there on a team that's struggling a little bit, I'd go out there and throw an offer for Tyler Lockett, try and get him on my bench and then have him for the fantasy playoffs with Russell Wilson back. He's going to have some of those games again. He's not going to completely disappear from this offense. He's still the same guy. So obviously it's a little bit risky, a little bit of a wild flex, but he might be able to win you the fantasy chip or your fantasy playoff games just by himself. So I think he's worth a buy low if you're in a winning now like situation, like your team's already set, like you're looking like you're cruising to the playoffs. Tyler Lockett might be a good target for you. Um, but sell high. Got to be Khalil Herbert right now. Again, I said him last week after his good game, and now he had another big game, 18 points against the Bucks. Montgomery will be back within the next maybe two weeks, three weeks. Um, so Khalil Herbert, sell him now to someone that really needs a running back this week, and you'll be like, look, I'll give you a guy that's going to get you RB2 or RB1 numbers this week, but will disappear in the next couple of weeks and get you, get you a guy that's going to have value for the rest of the season. Sell high on Herbert if you can. So angry I dropped him. So angry I didn't pick him up. And I picked up <laughs> Damian Williams. What was I thinking? Oof. Big, Oof. big L. Uh, but anyways, let's get into Thursday night football preview. We got a good one. Well, kind of. It was good. It was going to be a really good matchup if the Packers didn't go mess around to get COVID. But Packers at the Cardinals. Uh, let's start off with the Packers, not including that horrendous week one by Rodgers and the Packers. He is currently quarterback seven from weeks two through seven and averaging about the same amount of fantasy points as Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford through that span. So where do you rank him this week without Adams and Lazard? Definitely falls. 11. Gotta fall. Yeah, I got him at 11 as well. Yeah, he's like borderline top 10 territory missing those weapons. Yeah. It's really tough to trust Aaron Rodgers right now, 100%. Like, without Adams, without Lazard, going up out there with Randall Cobb as your wide receiver one. Yikes. No, no, no. Bro, this is going to be a Randall Cobb game. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, I was about to ask. How about the Packers pass catchers? Who steps up big? Tunyon, Cobb, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown? They all need to. If it's ever going to be Cobb, it's right now. Yeah. Or it could just, just good. It could just be a giant Aaron Jones game, which I wouldn't doubt. Yep. That's what I was getting into next as well. But Tunyon and Cobb are probably the favorites to get at least a pretty decent target share. If MVS is able to play and comes off of IR, he's a like a dart throw flex where he may, might catch that one catch for 50 yards and a touchdown and fulfill your day on one play. Um, but yeah, Aaron Jones obviously gets some benefit here as well. You got to expect an increased workload here. You think he's going to get more targets as well? Where do you rank him this week? I have him at six. Yeah, I think I have him even higher than that. Yeah, I'd probably put him. Up. I didn't do my ranks yet, obviously, but I would probably have him around four ish. And I wouldn't be su- four. 
like I wouldn't be surprised if uh, what's uh, AJ Dillon's also heavily involved. Yeah, yeah. I agree. With I think AJ they're... Dillon had negative points last week. He did. <laughs> I started him in my other league, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one, but yeah, AJ Dillon could easily be involved in this game too. But it's going to be hard for them to run the ball. I think they're going to be down in this game against Arizona while they're in Arizona without their weapons. I think Arizona is going to be up, so it's going to be hard to run the ball. So I think Aaron Jones is just going to be involved in the passing game a lot too. Rogers going to be dumping it off a ton because those wide receivers are not getting separation. This is a I, I I'm trusting Tony this week. He's going to be a, and the fantasy MVP this week. Oh, MVP. Loki MVP. Okay, all right. <laughs> last time he was uh last time Adams was out, Tony did have a big game as well. So Tony might be all right. Definitely worth a shot out there. Uh, Cobb as well, maybe a good flex play out there. I think both of them are the favorites to step up. This is when you sell Tunyon. Yeah, yeah he's going to have this game. Yeah, yeah. If someone needs a bi-week tight end right now, you got a pretty so juicy one. Or you really bank on him having the game, and then really, then you could sell him even higher. I don't know what how much higher you can get, like what you'd be able to get from after one touchdown. Yeah, you need a desperate person looking for a tight end. <laughs> but there are some out there. Uh, let's move on to the Cardinals, though. Kyler Murray continues to shine. Where did you rank him for this short week, though? Two. Yeah, I think you still have to keep him in the top three. We usually don't even talk about where he ranked him just because you know where he's going to be ranked. He's going to be top three, at worst, top five. I got him at two as well, Q, so you're rolling him out there. Kyler said it and forget it. Uh, James Conner and Chase Edmonds both had okay games last week. They did a little bit more than they did. Are we expecting more Edmonds this week against the Packers, more of the same? What's going on with these two? I need you to give James Conner some respect. Because I, I was disrespecting him at the beginning of the season, but he you he turned me. He yeah. still has not proved you, obviously. He's not turning me ever. I just, <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. I just can't trust him. Dude, he played 30% of the snaps last week. He had 12 points. He fell face first in the end zone on his 10 carries. He does that. Like yes, but he's done week. it every week. <laughs> can't take I, him away. I'm not taking him away. He's touchdown dependent. I get it. He's gonna. He's got, what does he have, six touchdowns on the year. He has three games without a touchdown. Uh, in those games, he has no double digits in any of those games. So he's got a 50-50 shot of falling face first in the end zone. I think it's a little more than 50-50. He's been on a roll since week three. And, like, if he's if it's almost guaranteed a touchdown, why not start him? Well, it is a little bit more than 50-50. Four games with a touchdown, three games without. So, And two of them have two, two touchdowns. Yeah, Each. two of them do have two touchdowns. But I don't know. I think this is another – down week for him i'm back on the chase Edmonds train played the most percentage of his snaps he's played all season last week uh obviously didn't find the end zone or uh wasn't super involved in the passing game but it's a good sign to see him back on the field and playing more than connor so give me Edmonds over connor right now i'm not disagreeing with you but yeah connor's finding the end zone yeah, sometimes connor's easily a bye week fill in or even just rb2 play it to just get 10 to 12 if he scores, if uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we know he's locked in. You got to keep rolling him out there. But is Christian Kirk someone who should be a consistent flex option right now? Has he separated from AJ Green and Rondell Moore? Q. I'm Q. I'm still taking AJ Green. Maybe just a personal thing, but easily a personal thing. I mean, you're gonna take Christian <laughs> Kirk because that's a personal thing. You no, do I really love Kirk. No, I hated do. Kirk because he burned me last year, but. I can't deny right now, Christian Kirk has one bad game, like one dud 
all year. He has 9.5 points at least in every single game. He's currently wide receiver 22 on the season. Yeah, that's wild. What did he have last week with Ertz? With Ertz last week, he had five targets, four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown, 15 points. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah he's good. And yeah, and there's been games without the touchdown where he still put up decent numbers and been able to like salvage his day. So I'm right. trusting Christian Kirk right now I'll as trust a, a flex. I mean, it's I like as him. soon as I trust him, he, he kills me, but I don't have him on any team, so you don't have to worry. Christian Kirk should be okay. <laughs> when I start him, though, it's, it's pain. Yeah, you have to apologize to everyone for starting Tim Patrick, including Yeah, I apologize, to me. everyone. I traded for Tim Patrick and started him in my flex, and he pooped the bed. So <laughs> Two targets. Come on, man. Yeah, Come brutal. On, man. Judy's back as well, so the Tim Patrick train is trending downward. Yeah, GG's. GG's, Tim Patrick. We appreciate your service. <laughs> um, other than that, obviously, we've talked about Zach Ertz a ton. Big week in his first game. Is he pushing the top 12, top 10 tight ends? Q, where did you rank him? Number 10. I got him at 11. So, yeah, right on the cusp of being a tight end one this week. Um, And if he continues to put up numbers like last week, he's going to continue to push up those rankings. But for now, he's in that tier. Who do you have at like 8, 9, 10? 8, Hunter Henry, uh, 9, Robert Tunyon with this very favorable matchup. Uh, And then Higby at 10 against the Texans. Okay. I just wanted to – I wasn't trying to, like, say anything, but I was just seeing where he was. Yeah, that's where I got him. I mean, you could easily argue over Higby, maybe even over Henry, maybe over Tunyon if you don't like Tunyon, but I think it's going to be a big Tunyon week. I think he's around top 10 right now, 10 to 12 in that range, low-end tight end one. All right, let's pick this game, guys. Who you guys got? Packers at the Cardinals. 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 It's got to be the Cardinals. Now, would it be Cardinals if they were full, both fully healthy? Yes. I think I'd be thinking I, a little more. I'd be thinking about it. Yeah, I definitely think thinking a little more. Because they have to lose eventually. I don't think they're going to go undefeated. The Packers are one team that could definitely upset them. But, yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals right now. They're a strange undefeated team. Like, I just they're feel good. like they are beatable, though. But yeah. any, Anyone's beatable. Yeah. Yeah, they've been in some close games, <laughs> yeah. some weird close games, too. I mean, they were – they got scared by the Jaguars at one point. That game was a little scary for a little bit, but they ended up winning, obviously. So, all right, that's a wrap for the Thursday Night Football Preview. Q, let's get into some trivia. What do you got? We've got two questions today because I, I I think you're busy with some academics afterwards. So yeah, I yeah, kept, it, kept it slight. All right, first question. Who is the only team not to score any points in the first quarter this year? Any points? There's a team that has scored zero points in the first quarter through seven weeks. I feel like I saw this on Red Zone. <laughs> zero points? Zero points. In the first quarter. And has only crossed the opponent's 50 once in the first Holy quarter. Holy shit, hockey, dude. That's terrible. This team sucks. I, I, I want to say the obvious answer, but it, it, there, it can't be that obvious. I don't know. Zero points. Zero? That's a, that's a little amount of points. That's a minuscule amount And you even get any less than that? Unless it's golf. No. <laughs> but that'd be a good thing. <laughs> well, if you get, yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm really racking my brain right now. I, I got I to gotta pick, just but I'm not guess. 100% confident. I'm not confident in mine. I'm guessing. 
Hold okay. on. Hold on. Hold oh. on. Hold on. I had I had the team and then I lost it. I got a good team. I think. I think I might have it. Maybe. You may have a good team, but they're not a good team. What your well, team yeah. start with? If they're not scoring any points. Yeah. Bad team. Bad team. Good team to guess. Okay. I got it. All right. It is the New York Jets. No way. That was the obvious one. That's the one I was going to pick. And I was like, there's no way it's that obvious. It was the Texans. I took the Jags. I couldn't remember if the Jags scored on that Thursday night game against the Bengals. I hate trivia so much, dude. We all got this wrong. (laughs) I was going to say the Lions, but I was like, DeAndre Swift busted out this week with like a 70 yard touchdown in like five seconds into the game. So. And the only time they crossed, they, they only got over the 50 once in the first quarter was the kickoff went out of bounds and then Michael Carter ran it over to the other side to that the 40 to the 47 bad football team bad team all right second question so the saints and the seahawks played on monday night <laughs> in 2010 the saints beat the seahawks or the seahawks uh seven yeah the seven to nine seahawks beat the saints in the playoffs who was the last team to make it to the playoffs with a losing record so I was trying to go off that, and who's the last team to make it into the playoffs with a losing record? Like the most recent one. Yes. Dude, that was a layup, bro. My pen isn't working. I had a more difficult version of this question, but I, I don't know. I like I'll, verbally, I'll verbally give my answer. Any verbal answer. I'll say it before Q says it. Right. Well, I got mine done. You guys, you got yours? All right. Well, Matt, I guess give your answer before Q gets it. My answer is the birds. It's the Washington football team. Oh. Come on, Matt. I knew it was someone from our division. We fucking suck. It was the <laughs> NFC least last year, bro. And the football team made it. And the only reason I remember that is because the Giants got their panties in a wad because we let the football team in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, you got you get it? No, I didn't get it. I don't get any of them. <laughs> <laughs> What to you guys, what what's a category that you like for trivia? I'll start asking questions that you like. Maybe oh, I'm gonna ask some some Halloween questions on Thursday with the Ooh. holiday coming up. Okay. So Ooh, can't wait to get them spooky. all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's a wrap for the week seven recap. We will be back on Friday with our week eight preview. Uh make sure you check out uh me and T Gods. We were on the Fantasy Futurist podcast as well. Uh so check out that podcast with uh Geek Mill, uh Jeff. Just look up the Fantasy Futurist podcast. You'll find it. It's pretty much on uh, a lot of platforms, I believe. So look that up. We were featured on there. Great time. Uh, But also make sure you're following us. If you're here watching us live on Twitch, throw us a sub on YouTube as well. We're on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, But we're also on Twitter, Super FB Podcast, Instagram, Super Fantasy Podcast, and TikTok as well at the Super Fantasy Bros. We will see you guys Friday. Peace.